Hi, everyone. This is Catching Up with the Nerds with your hosts, Tom and JC, and our special guest, David. This is a podcast about two dads that are catching up on all the nerdy stuff we missed, sharing how we pass on our nerdy passions to our kids, and deep diving into pop nerd pop culture to make it more accessible for you. Welcome back, everyone, and welcome, Dave, to the podcast. Hello. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so, should we do a quick round of intros? Yeah. Yeah. Dave, you start. You're the guest. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Guys, um, so I am David Sago. I'm a podcaster. I mostly podcast about the NBA, um, but I'm also a nerd, uh, mostly into computer games, but I also watch cartoons, Marvel cartoons, DC cartoons, any good cartoons. Um, and yeah, that's what brought me here, I guess. Um, I think that's all. Uh, go next. Um, name's Tom. You know me as the 50% French uh, <laughs> import of the Catching Up With The Nerds podcast. Um, currently married to a lovely woman named Ellie. Got two kids, uh, 11-year-old Emily and four-year-old Louis. Uh, I love everything that is um, comics, video games, old video games, new video games. And that's about it. Nice. And I'm the other half of the podcast, uh, JC, but uh, I am originally from Honduras. uh, And then I spent about 10 years in London where I met Tom and then currently living in Portland, Oregon. Uh, I'm married to a lovely woman named Fiorella and I've got two kids, Arabelle and Aiden. And uh, our oldest was just on the podcast uh, last time around with uh, Tom's oldest. So we try to kind of keep the kids involved in the podcast when we can. But uh, thanks everyone for, for showing up today. Appreciate it. So, uh, should we want to introduce what we're going to talk about today, Tom? Yeah, uh, my favorite topic at the moment, <laughs> One Division. Um, thanks for everyone who's w- listened and watched uh, our recap of episode one, two, and three. But we're here to talk about episode four, which uh, got released on f- well, this last Friday. Um, but yeah, I think there's a lot to cover in this one <laughs> um oh, yes yeah episode four was great so i guess we'll we'll go through the plot a little bit and we'll go through all the usual easter eggs we found and the theories around what's going to happen or what we think is happening and what we think will happen in episodes five and six and seven and eight and nine um and then <laughs> maybe further past that um yeah. So, okay. So we'll get we'll get JC to go through the plot because he's a great storyteller. So <laughs> probably do a better job than I did last week. Um, I just I just want to start with how, how how it looks like. That's my little bit at the beginning of it. So that's what I want to talk. Um, so we went full sixty nine finally because um, uh, that's that's how <laughs> yeah. I roll. You know, twenty twenty one. None of that four by three madness. Um, and for the first time ever, sixty nine HD. And we got the ah. real Marvel Studio music at the start, which felt like a movie. And I think that's the Marvel Marvel telling us like, look, this is no more dream state. You're now in reality. We started with giving you some real, real Marvel way back. Um, so they're not no longer um, copying other shows. They're now um, giving us their real, their real meat. You know, they give you the, the real beef. So that's it. That's all. Visually, it's not. It's not been much than that. Usually, there's a bit of audio go- work going on. I didn't notice anything crazy like um, mono mono tracks or fake laughing tracks and stuff like that. I don't know if you guys picked up on anything else on that level. 
uh, but I think it was like the first entry into uh, the MCU or the MTU Marvel Television <laughs> Universe. I don't it's know. still it's still part of the MCU. Oh, fine. It's just on TV now. On the small screen. <laughs> yeah, I did notice that later on in the episode, uh, we got some four three when we went into the sitcom. Mm-hmm. Then it switched to sixteen nine, um, and then at one point there was no borders at all, <laughs> and then yeah. I think it went back to sixteen nine again um, for the rest of the episode a lot of switcheroos going on there right <laughs> um one thing that i want to add about the the, the intro also is that we kind of got that same format of intros we got in endgame where we get like a moment with the snap and the effects yep. of the snap and then cut to the titles which i thought was a cool callback to endgame like format that's wise. true that's true yeah with um hawkeye lo- losing his entire family uh exactly. the intro of endgame and then bang Exactly. Actually, talking about talking about audio. Sorry, no, no, you'll mention it now. No worries. Yeah, you go, sir. Mm -hmm. You go. Oh no, all good. Uh, So Tom challenged me to to try to like cut down how we talk about the 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 episode plot. So uh, Monica wakes up. Darcy's a a freaking genius, and Wanda's going mad. Done. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's the plot. Uh, but uh, so if we kind of go into the plot, I'll try to kind of keep it snappy. Uh, but uh, but we start off with obviously the effects of the snap and seeing Monica come back and actually seeing her hand kind of put together in front of her as she wakes up in the same hospital bed, which is an awesome coincidence that that chair is in exactly the same place, by the way. She got lucky. <laughs> or else she would just like land it on her butt as soon yeah. as she came back, right? But uh, she gets up, realizes that she's there uh, waiting for her mom to come out of uh, surgery for cancer only to find out that her mom's actually dead and has been dead for a while. And she's in a hospital that's overrun with people that came back from the snap and mm-hmm. don't know what to do or desperately trying to find their loved ones. Um, and, and honestly, that whole scene, I absolutely loved that. That was super, super cool. Um, but- uh, do, you, but, do you see, do you see the, 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 the opposite? Like the, the, the only time we saw that, I think they've called it the blip in yeah. Far From Home. Yeah. And it's the, the Far From Home um, take on, on that is funny because you see them playing basketball and then the, the entire- um, on the, on the band, there's a band on the court and then there's like players that start running into them because that's how they they, they get back into the, the world yeah. um, so it's it's the take on that is funny but then this one is a lot more chaotic it's like it's it's people running everywhere a lot of screaming shouting and alarms Correct. going off so it's a bit yeah. different take yeah and noticing people's need to connect with their loved ones as soon as yes. they come back right which would be a natural occurrence yeah. Uh, so they move on from, from that scene to then cut away to, to, as we talk about the intro, we get the Marvel intro again. So we feel like we're back in the MCU and like it's in its authentic sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then after that, uh, we cut back to see Monica Rambo. She kind of put back together again. She, you can tell like time has elapsed. We know that three weeks have gone by since the time that she came back from the blip or snap. Um, and she is clearly wanting to get back to work. Uh, she goes back to S.W.O.R.D. For the first time, we get the actual S.W.O.R.D. acronym actually fully laid out. We know it's a part of the show officially, and so all the theories are confirmed, right? And 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 they had, they had not been deep Easter eggs about it since the previous show, right? Because they had been a lot more obvious about it, right? Uh, but then she shows up and realizes that she had been working for S.W.O.R.D., and she now is wanting to kind of get back into it. And she's already been to space. She's done some sort of space mission because she's very keen to get back to space. But then she runs into somebody that was either either under her or a counterpart or something like that in the org structure. But clearly this guy's now her boss that has taken the place of her mom's role. And she's not super crazy about it. Um, 
so we at this point we meet uh, Tyler Hayward, uh, which as far as I know we haven't been introduced to unless you guys remember from somewhere else. No, um, no. I feel like he's he's a new character. Yeah. Um, and 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 the, he's he's basically like out of office space or like the office is the best way to describe it. He feels like that middle manager that's super annoying. <laughs> Very generic character. If, um, yeah. Yeah, he feels expendable. He, he, he yes. might get dispatched very soon. <laughs> yes, yes. He's either expendable or he's someone completely different in real yeah. life. <laughs> ah, yes, this is wrong. Right. <laughs> uh, so, so we we meet him, and he's very apologetic about the fact that he's now her boss, basically, and she's not very uh, apologetic back. She's just like, "Yeah, I guess it would be you because you're the only one left." Uh, so, so then uh, Monica then finds out that her mom's kind of last request was for people that came back from the blip that wouldn't be sent out into missions into outer space, mm-hmm. and we still don't know why that is. I'm sure there's theories, uh, but but that seemed like a very particular plot point. That we should look out for right yes. uh so at that point she gets quickly reassigned it just happens to be that on his desk there's this other case ready to go right uh and she gets assigned to like a, a, a case that's terrestrial like she she's upset about that visibly and then she has to go to new jersey uh because there's a missing person she has to help the fbi out with she's like missing person doesn't sound particularly interesting she shows up and then the next this is probably kind of my favorite moment of, of the whole thing it's like we get to see agent Wu. uh karuda doesn't remember he was the one that was basically babysitting atman and atman 2 when atman was under house arrest and and just the 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 exchange between the two of them the dialogue is so good in that movie and you get mm-hmm. to really connect with that character so seeing him show up again is like really vindicating um and uh, he gets to show up and he seems to have like a better position the blip clearly was great for career opportunities so because yeah. all these people have ascended right <laughs> so then so then he comes back and he's clearly leading a mission now for sword and then she shows up and she thinks like well there's a missing person in this like like janky old town in, in new jersey uh all of us know otherwise at this point because we see it's like it's westview um and then he introduces her to the whole concept of there is this force field around the town and do, people don't know what to do with it and they and then we get our first kind of moment where we get to see that a helicopter was sent in as a drone um which then becomes the drone the helicopter that Wanda finds right so and we can come back to that we talk about the Kinesis Rex and stuff uh but point being is that Monica and, and, and kind of her we, we get to see her character is quite bullish from the get-go she just rocks up there she's like I'm gonna put my hand on it because why not what's the worst that could happen um and then she puts her hand on it and she immediately gets sucked in because why wouldn't that happen right uh so then uh agent Wu knew a little better uh then at that point we then cut away to like the full-on like operation they've set up around there's a full perimeter and it's very similar to what you see in thor actually the way the operation set up is like all the vibes are there and then we get to see darcy right like darcy shows up again from thor she was an assistant why is she here? Apparently she's part of S.W.O.R.D. or like she got recruited by S.W.O.R.D. with a bunch of other she's like, a really smart people. She's a doctor now. She, she, but she's she a doctor. We find that out for, from her like like interviewing everybody in the band that she's in. <laughs> <laughs> and then like totally disregarding one of the guys and like the best put down on the MCU, I think. Um, and, then, <laughs> and then they show up at the place uh, and then Darcy immediately kind of like gets clocked into like what's happening, clued into what's happening, and 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 through uh, just just the, the most 
powerful brain since Einstein. Uh, she figures everything out under five minutes. Uh, and, and she's able to figure out that there's this kind of these waves emanating from the, the, the site, uh, but those waves match waves that were created during the Big Bang, which also is responsible yeah. for spreading the infinity stones across the universe. So there's immediate connection there. She figures out that we hook it up to an old TV, we can interpret those waves, and then all of a sudden we get the sitcom. And then this part of the, of the episode is basically them just like reliving what's happened already in the sitcom that we've all seen. We see how those things happen in the outside world, how uh, Agent Wu tries to, to connect with Wanda, how they fly in the, the drone, how they, they send in the, the beehive, sorry, the, the beekeeper guy uh, through the tunnels, like all these attempts they do to kind of connect with Wanda. And now we know where they're coming from, right? And it helps them to, to also like clarify some theories around who's, who's trying to contact Wanda. Yeah. So uh, after we go through all that process, we end up going back to the sitcom. Uh, and within the sitcom, we see Wanda still in the 70s. So we didn't move on to the 80s, uh, but we still Wanda there. The, her, we get to relive her scene with Monica Rambeau and see what actually happened, which is interesting because in the sitcom that we saw, it's the same thing that Sword's seeing. They don't get to see that. Right. Mm -hmm. And they don't can see how basically Wanda pushes uh, Monica out through the wall, through multiple walls all across the field, all the way out the uh, out of the force field. And that's where she lands. And she says, it's all Wanda. It's all Wanda. Um, so that kind of like gives us a little more information going to who's manipulating everything. And for all intents and purposes, that's roughly the show. How did you okay, job? Yeah. <laughs> they, they, yeah, it's really good. Really good. The, the, the last scene of the show being um, actually Wanda and Vision. Hmm. Um, sitting back yes. down on the sofa and saying, hey, let's watch TV. What's on yes. tonight? Yeah. As yeah. if nothing had happened. Yeah, yes. yeah that's an <laughs> amazing <sighs> job. Thank you, JC. <laughs> now, All right, you guys talk about theories. Aid to rest. Go. Um, <laughs> you, you, you relax. You relax. Have a drink. Um, Dave, now, is there anything you want to, any points you want to go back, you feel were important during the episode? I know there's quite a few, but I don't know if there's anything that you picked on that you think... Uh, I don't know if you want to go into Easter eggs already or if you want to go into maybe a scene that you thought was cool or something that was um, yeah. important or might have some sort of importance in the future. Yeah, a couple of things that um, actually popped up while you were going through that, JC. Um, the first one is uh, at the very beginning of, well, I think it's the very beginning of the episode when we see um, Monica um, come back into being again. Uh, we hear audio from Captain Marvel. They go through um, her mum talking about her. They go through um, her saying something. I can't remember exactly what it is. Um, and then also Captain Marvel herself giving um, Monica a nickname. Um, and all of that audio is lifted straight from the movie. Um, and I think the significance of that is that that is the first time that they confirm that Geraldine is in fact Monica Rambo. We yeah. we have been theorizing that the whole time, but that's when they actually say, "Here you are. You are correct. We know you knew. We're showing you now exactly who she is. She is the child that you saw in Captain Marvel." Um, and then uh, you were talking about uh, Tyler, and um, oh no, sorry, not Tyler. You were talking about um, Wu, um, mm. and during that scene where he first meets Monica, she actually says to him, well, haven't you gone in? And he says, it doesn't want me to. Yeah. Which I find interesting because uh, she was sucked in, right? But he clearly 
must have been repelled or what i wonder what happened when he tried to go in it might just be them covering up a little plot thread just so that we know that he couldn't go in type of thing yeah not that not go in yeah yeah or there is some reason why she was pulled in rather than um rather than being repelled in some way Mm, interesting and also ties into the fact that the idea of like maybe surety has some ability within her that's allowing her to do that and whatever happens with the infinity stone will actually unlock that ability right rather than give her an ability maybe some ability she has there and that's why she can go through the field right maybe there's a connection there yeah that, that, yeah. that could be that um, possible yeah no, i didn't think about that one it's true um the, the, to, for me i think there's really three things that um i really liked i think we're quite big moments in that episode i think the first one is that uh, something we already discussed just now is the discussion between um agent who who and um and monica where the entire discussion is just fun but i really like that bit when he's explaining how um within the witness program nobody remembers that it's not like oh they don't know they don't know where they are no it's not that they don't know where they are that they don't actually exist so there's that mind control on everyone that's been involved with the city of westview and because yeah. you know, the, the, and, and it's in the, even the police officers that are being interviewed outside. They're like, mm-hmm. "Well, no, I'm from Eastview." It's like, "Well, no, actually, you're from here. You just don't know. Yeah, you're, you're from there." You're, you're, if it, I think he was hinting at, "Oh, yeah, everyone's was related to that area. Mm-hmm. Everyone's memory has been wiped." And I think he sort of confirmed what's happening with the people that are inside. Yeah, um, who are being looked at. Um, I think halfway through the episode, they, you know, there's that famous white wall with. Um, okay, that guy is play. Well, he's playing the the character of yeah. Thang. Um, I think I think this this really confirmed to me that they are being manipulated. They are being told to act this way. Apart from maybe a couple of characters, maybe like Agnes and um, but they, they're sort of aware. But I think they they at the same time being controlled uh, by somebody else. I think the other two things that I really liked was the the scare jump that we got from Vision's real face. Uh, I don't know if you guys <laughs> got scared by that, but when I, I didn't get scared by when, oh shit, what's going on? Oh, no, no. Um, yeah. and, and I thought it was pretty cool that they actually showed this. Again, that's li- lifted a bit of, of um, plot points for me that was like, okay, cool, they, he's actually dead. Like she's just yeah. playing with the corpse at this point. <laughs> like she's animating a corpse, which is really weird. It's a yeah. weird thought, but I thought that was really cool that they, they, they showed that, uh, which is linking to her sort of losing the plots maybe or that there's a crack that some cracks are appearing and then she's not actually in control fully in control anymore and that's why she lost it with um with monica and she kicks her out you know and the way even when she she looks at her hands when she's kicked her out and she's like i don't know if she's realizing she's got powers for the first time she she's like okay i know i've I've got powers what is this or i don't know there's there's a bit of of a weird reaction from one yeah it could be remorse I do have a small theory about that. Mm. Um, I'm yet to confirm it, but is it just me or did the her energy look distinctly red when she was manipulating? Usual? Like brighter, a brighter red than usual. Normally it's like a dull, a dull sort of almost purplish, like Usually dark, it's a very dark red. red. Dark yeah, red. whereas it was a very bright red, the actual lights in her hands and it struck me as being brighter than normal Go ahead, i got Jason. i got i got one for that um yeah. so this is the thing you gotta in most marvel movies the way they color grade 
is very very consistent like most marvel movies mm. all have like the similar type of color grading uh to to achieve like a certain effect across most movies yep. except for like guardians of the galaxy for example it's like mm. color graded very differently um and then because it's set in the 70s the color grading was set to the 70s they have to keep to that color scheme and that's why it looked different because i noticed the same thing and i think it's just right. them keeping to the sitcom um uh, aesthetic and that's why they even adjusted their part which i think was actually a cool detail it's super cool it's possible it's possible um it's not mephisto red yeah, ah, mephisto red. that's that's <laughs> what i was going with it that's not, oh, oh! Mephisto red. <laughs> all right let, let, let's talk mephisto so so do we think that mephisto in any way got more proven with this episode yeah ah it's yeah. it's it's difficult i i mean because they they have um they have monica say it's wonder it's all wonder um but i mean we don't have to believe that just because she said it um i believe that she believes it um yes. but i'm i'm still not convinced that she's the only um the only character at play here um i do still think it's possible that someone else is is in control here or there's a, a, another villain uh involved in in the whole plot um i, I want it to be mephisto because it's it's a badass um, um baddie so I, I, yeah. I really want to see him as a as a guy who's behind everything um you know and, and that's why again we you know we, we we don't see agnes's husband but i don't know if that's the bad guy mm. my suspicions are turning to dotty um, mm-hmm. who is the one who's manipulating everything that's clearly the one like I can't remember who said I was a you Dave last week who said that she's the one that or somebody else mentioned it that she was everything in the town revolves around her you know like the kids going to a good school after school activities yes um, or everything that is social that's um, run by her yeah so she could be the body she's the you know the, the, the puppet master putting all the strings mm. could be that um, could, could be also why she when she cut her hands um you could see the color red um, maybe it's not blood maybe it's uh her real insides <laughs> i'm thinking i'm out, out of the box here um so yeah. like uh, but then in, t- in terms of manipulation though where you say about the, the, it might be other people like and it might not be wonder the, the more i'm thinking about the last scene when they, that's why i keep going back to it the last scene where um she says she says to vision you know what's on tv let's let's you know in grabs one of the twin and they sit both well the four of them sit down on the sofa and i had to rewatch that scene about three or four times because something caught my eyes was vision not looking at the screen but looking at us directly and vision's been the guy that's been you know always trying to understand what's going on and i'm looking at it more into the in in, in the sort of uh, opinion that maybe vision and I think that's what JC was talking about the the comic the vision comics about this. Uh, maybe you want to talk about it later in the theory part, but that he's the one who's in control, or is one of the characters that is in control, uh, and it's, the story is told from his point of view. And I was like, he's looking at us as in like, shit. She's finding out, th- you know, she's finding things out now, or she's trying to she's slipping away from the reality that she's created under my supervision, if you will. So it was like it was that look like she he didn't look at like she looked at the TV directly, which was so the camera is there and it's sitting yeah. there. So Wanda's um eyes are going down towards it where the TV set is. 
Vision is looking directly in the camera. And I have, again, watched it like three or four times. I went, yeah, he's looking at us and he's, he's got his um, look in his eyes when you just think if he, he knows something. He's, he's, there's something he's, there's, there's happening. But then again, we're not going to spoil it, but if you watch the, the trailer for episode five and six, you see him doing stuff, but I'm not going to go there. Um, yep. So what, what you said, JC, about um, before we started record, recording this, you, you're talking about that um, vision comic um yeah I, I got a chance to finish up the the visions novel it's a tom king novel that uh came out a, tom, a graphic novel uh came out i think in 2016-17 uh won a bunch of awards and stuff it, it, it is actually great and if you guys haven't read anything by tom king i uh, by all means pick up everything he's writing he's great mm-hmm. um but in this particular uh, the visions novel it's the premise is vision wants to be human uh, and he just wants to have a normal life. So he creates a wife and kids for himself. Uh, and he moves into the suburbs and he puts the kids in school and he goes to work. He takes like a government job. Just basically, I think he's like, uh, I think he's just like protecting the president and trying to be like ambassador to like the Avengers in Washington. So it's like, he's like pushing paper and stuff like that, right? Yeah. At, at times. Um, and um, and he comes back home every day to eat. His wife like prepares food for him. It's like everything straight out of a sitcom. Um, so there's a lot of parallels there with the show. The interesting thing here is that what the theme of the actual graphic novel is that they can never be truly human uh, because their best attempt at being human still exposes them as being more than human. So in this case, the kids are going to school. When the kid starts getting picked on, uh, it, it kind of incites them to kind of use their powers to a certain degree in ways yeah. that aren't cool. Uh, and the mom's like covering up for the kids, but then eventually, uh, because they've used their powers, one of the one of the bad guys realizes it, a uh, grim reaper, he realizes that they're there and he goes and tries to kill one of the kids and actually like slashes the daughter like almost in half. The mom like loses her mind and like and like kills Grim Reaper and then buries his body in the backyard. And Vision doesn't know anything about this. He's just concerned about fixing the daughter. The daughter comes back and she's okay, um, but the the wife doesn't tell him until it becomes inevitable. Like the it, Vision creates a dog for them, like an android dog, and then the dog digs up the dead body. Of course body <laughs> and then that's how they find out there's a dead body in the backyard and then vision has like the moment in the graphic novel i think is most similar to this is that he has that moment of having realized what do i do now do i protect this reality that i desperately want or do i break away from it and just do the right thing and based on that decision it just becomes a tragedy right after so it's like one thing leads to another that eventually gets vision to basically lose his mind and attack all the avengers just to defend his family and, and so I think that, that there's, so, uh, I, I don't think they're going to lift anything as direct from it as like Vision created this family, but yeah. I think that the notion of protecting your family and then your superpowers, in this case, Wanda, to your point earlier, David, is like she realizes she has a power. That I think is a very big tipping point in the, in the, in the series, because once she knows that she can manipulate to that level, I think that it will only spiral more out of control, the more control yeah. she knows she has, right? So that, that's kind of what came out of the graphic novel. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's 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 a good take. I'm I'm actually going to grab that one. That's really good. Amazon. Yeah, it's a really interesting <laughs> parallel. All right, cool. Um, I think it's time to move on to the Easter eggs. I think that's what people are here for. Uh, that's oh. what they're paying us to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually. Um, <laughs> right. I think Dave, you got a, a, a few interesting ones there. Um, yeah. Do you want to kick us off with Maria? with maria 
So uh, we see uh, during the episode, uh, we see Maria and Tyler walk past a nameplate from her mum, uh, who is Maria Rambo. Sorry, we see Monica and Tyler yeah, walk Monica. past the nameplate of her mum, Maria Rambo's um, nameplate on the wall. And it has the nickname Photon on it, uh, which is actually one of Monica Rambo's names in the comics. Um, so the fact that we have a Captain Marvel, which was uh, Monica Rambo's first name, and we have a photon in her mother, I think that um, when Monica Rambo eventually gets her powers, um, she is going to be called Spectrum, uh, since we have someone allocated to each of her other um, monikers on the show already. Hmm. Pun intended. <laughs> um, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think I guess while we're here talking about Monica, uh, her powers in the comics are related to um, manipulation of creation of um, different types of energy waves, uh, and we see, as as you said, JC, um, Doctor Lewis, quite quickly figure out. <laughs> two different types of wave were um were being read by her equipment um and i think part of introducing us to these different types of wave is to get us um sort of to prime us for monica yeah. rambo's powers which involve yes. energy manipulation uh she can assume uh the she can assimilate sorry herself as any kind of energy wave, be it light waves to move at, move, move at the speed of light, sound waves, uh, microwaves, any type of wave, she can turn her body into that. Nice. So with, with the, does she eventually use that power in the comics to become Captain Marvel? Or, or, or is she given the power to become Captain Marvel, like handed down by someone? Like I've never followed that. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what her... Yeah. Her, yeah. how she gets them um but she yeah I, all i know is her first name was captain marvel captain marvel okay okay fine, fine. yeah because it's like it, it's it's definitely a theme right it's like gamma rays these waves mm. like the infinity mm -hmm. stone like energy fields and mm -hmm. stuff like that it's like there's always like a wave energy radiation thing that makes people turn to something so why wouldn't it be the case in this one so yeah that, i think it's an awesome point yeah yeah some people argue that she she gets her power from um, when she gets expelled from Westview. Um, I think no, Dave, you, you also mentioned maybe that's how yeah. her powers get, or she realizes that she has powers, or maybe awakens the powers within. Yeah, it could be because uh, just the fact that uh, Wanda has the power of the Infinity Stones, um, yeah. and we saw the red uh, energy waves on her when she's expelled from from Westview. Um, it, this could be her origin story of how she got the her powers in the mcu which will be very similar to how me, um, captain marvel gets hers when she's literally blasted with well, which yeah. one was it again the um oh which yeah. stone is it what, what is that uh, source pa power stone power stone? Yeah. power stone i feel like it was power stone should, uh, one of the stones anyway was <laughs> she, she's all about breaking shit man so, <laughs> like, well, so she I, flies. I, it would make sense she flies and breaks stuff so yeah um so uh, to me it would be a nice parallel that that's how she got you know she's the next captain marvel or next captain marvel um but she 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 would get the, her powers in the same ways or she gets to discover her powers uh, in the similar um happening 
Yeah. And just to add to that, David, I think you get a good point about like her name and, and the, the symbolism behind that, because we barely have gotten to see Brie Larson do Captain Marvel. So mm-hmm. her becoming Captain Marvel like makes no sense, right? And we know mm-hmm. that like Photon was taken by her mom. So I agree. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a deduction there. Um, but uh, it's just, it's nice to see that hopefully they're going to give Brie Larson a better shot to do that character like more justice. Cause I feel like they've underwritten Captain Marvel so much. Yeah. Um, so, so it'd be nice to see like that kind of come in vindication, like Captain Marvel too. Like it's, it's going to be a better setup. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, sure. I want more Captain Marvel. Um, She's Loki, one of my favorite character in the the entire Marvel universe. She's um, really important. <laughs> she's oh, a yeah. huge character. Yeah. Well, yep. she she's like the sixth man, you know, in Endgame. She she came on the court like everything was was wrong. You were down by ten. She came on the court, <laughs> you know, subbed in, bang, bang, bang. Yeah, couple Dame, threes. Damon yep. the clutch. Yeah. And she, she, she gave the assist, you know. Yeah. Spider Man said it. <laughs> well, not Captain and, America says it. We need an assist here. And that's why that's why they introduced her, isn't it? It's because she had to come in and yeah. destroy the the ship that um that Thanos was was fighting with. So that that's why it was sort of rushed in. And then now I think they're going to develop her a bit yes. a bit better um, and introduce her in different roles they, throughout they, space. They know they know as as a company they know that they could have and should have done better with Captain Marvel in terms of the whole story and, and how she's present within the entire universe. I think they might try and reintroduce that. Yeah. Um, maybe not reintroduce Captain Marvel, but what I mean is that maybe polish run the, yeah. <laughs> all the everything that was a bit meh. Um, yeah. She's, she's going to be a big part of this phase because yes, this phase space. is all about space and <laughs> she is the biggest hero in space. I mean, I do pray for a return of Silver Surfer, but she's um, yes. she's a huge, huge um, character involved in any anything to do with space. Yep. Right, uh, Captain Marvel. Shall we stay around? I think let, let, let's do a bit of geography. I think we we talk a little bit of New Jersey um, as part of the uh, the Easter eggs. Um, <laughs> and I think um, one of your who, who was saying that before we started. Um, recordings now why did they pick new jersey oh it was new jersey <laughs> yeah no, I, I, my comment was it feels like wayne's world when they're going around <laughs> yeah. states and they wind up in delaware and they're like we're in delaware <laughs> there's nothing cool. to it that's kind of how i felt about this where it's like why are they in jersey of all places but why? you guys had great answers yeah so um it turns out that um in the comics, Wanda and Vision actually get married in New Jersey, or they, yeah, or they get married and move to New Jersey. Um, but their their marriage is directly tied into uh, the state of New Jersey. Um, the actual town where they get married is a different place, um, but yeah, that that is why where that link comes from. That is why they're in or outside New Jersey. Um, I think I think the other one, um, yeah, Westview is in New Jersey. But I think you, you mentioned also that Miss um, Marvel is from New Jersey, so we want some Miss Marvel also, and I think that's in the that's gonna come come out also. Yeah, soon. So, we already uh, we already know that Monica Rambo is gonna be in or part of Miss Marvel yeah. in some way. Um, so yeah, so that's how. It geographically makes a lot of sense to have that set in, in, in New Jersey. Who knew New Jersey could have such a massive part in, in, the, in the MCU? You know, you had, you had so many planets, you know, and universes, and they know we've got to end up in New Jersey. Yeah. 
the only thing that ever was cool in New Jersey was like the Sopranos, I think, dude. <laughs> yep, that's yep. about it. I agree. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> Sorry, anybody else. listener. We just lost our like one listener in Jersey right now. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. Come back. <laughs> uh, no, but tying back to, to, to David about your, your theory about like how like being expelled from, actually, no, sorry, it was Utah that said like being expelled from the force field gave her powers. Yeah. That could be the reason why we get Miss Farvel, right? Because because of that force field, other people will be impacted as well. And maybe some other people show up powers that didn't have powers before. And maybe maybe Miss Farvel is in Westview right now. We've not seen her. She's getting yeah. influenced by that and she's getting uh, mutated. Yeah. <laughs> could be. There are 3,892 people or something like that in Westview who have all disappeared. And obviously yeah. we don't see that many people within the show. So... It, yeah, there could be any number of people affected by this that we just don't know about or see at any point. We, we really know about 10-ish of them, right? So yeah, about, yeah, about we see them all on the board, don't 10, we? 15. Let's say everyone that was in the square for the children, um, mm. that, these are the, the, the main main characters, again, in air quotes, um, yeah. of the show. And then they, they, it leaves a lot of breathing room for maybe a Miss Marvel to be in there. Sure. 3,892 mutants? Hmm? <laughs> That'd be awesome. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, no. And, then, and then Jersey breaks away from the mainland and becomes Krakoa. So, wow. done. Put, done. Bang, that's, done. That's the move. Yeah. Kevin Feige signed my check. Thank you. Uh, do we apply for a job <laughs> on Marvel? Let's start phase five right now. <laughs> 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 uh, okay we're digressing um, <laughs> a little bit what else you got easter eggy um related i think i think these are the most important ones you want to talk about oh the one i really like that you've got on the list um departing well sort of talking about people that live in who live in um in westview um the one about agnes who again i keep i, I love that scene with a mm. big whiteboard and you know yeah. the um, fbi agent who writing stuff that actually all every single um wonder vision um, theory <laughs> the, all the theories that everybody like all the youtube videos you watch like every single thing was there on the board um, but the, the thing we, i really liked was when they again assigned the character's name to the real per- people from the town mm-hmm. agnes being the, the only one with no id card mm-hmm. obviously along with the vision and, and wonder but mm-hmm. agnes being the only one with no ids um, yeah it was pretty cool which yeah. again you know she, so it, she, it yeah it, it begs the question is she um is she uh agatha the witch that we know from the comics um and is that why she doesn't have one she does seem to know a little bit more than the other um than the other people within the the sitcom um and she seems to guide uh wander a lot as we've said before uh throughout the sitcom so is is that sort of letting us know yeah. that she's also not from there is she also and, someone that's just entered um and or is she involved with whoever's starting this um dotty dotty also isn't on the board um so is yeah. it because they've not got to that part as they're watching the sitcom going you um, see with dotty i think that is true because nothing happens before that point yeah. that shows us um that point in episode two it's only after that point that he then speaks to her through the radio and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So they haven't quite got to the point where Dottie's introduced, but Agnes is definitely in the show before that. 
Oh, she's one um, of the first characters we meet uh, that is not um, Wanda or Vision. I think she isn't she the, the third character to be introduced in the show. I think she did pretty much. Uh, one I of the ones did that watch it. Yeah, yeah, she is. She is because uh, Vision goes off to work and then she pops she up at home. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And another thing about her is like she's one of, and and I may may be wrong about this, but I feel like she is one of only two characters that is actively trying to have a relationship with like sitcom Wanda, right? She's mm-hmm. coming over, introducing herself. Yeah. All mm-hmm. your characters are incidental. Like the boss just happens to be at work. Like vision will ask people questions, but they're not actively trying to engage with them where she is and Geraldine, which we now know was there for a purpose. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think all the clues lead are like hers. She's trying to manipulate The question is, is she doing it on behalf of someone? Is she mm-hmm. doing to like, counteract the effect of someone else's having on wanda or is she just like just just there because she's just trying to have, have her own agenda right is she really does she have that much um sway stake? or power yeah, yeah exactly can, can she actually impact her that much that that's i think one of the big questions but it definitely has to be her somewhat moving the strings in the background yeah we, we get a little nod to that in the in the promotion for the next episode but um uh i think uh, another interesting thing about the character Agatha Harkness, the she's actually a benevolent witch. So in yeah. the comics, she gives. Um, I'm sure you mentioned it in the in the first recap. She gives. Uh, sorry, she um, teaches Wanda how to use her powers. Um, so she's actually a like a, a a nice character. She's not a villain in the in the comics. Um, and then also that she ties into another Easter egg on the show, uh, or potential Easter egg. Um, Agent Franklin is the one that goes down into the sewers and becomes uh, the beekeeper on the other side. Yeah. It's a hazmat suit he goes in with. And for some reason, the sitcom turns him into a beekeeper. Um, I don't know why that would suit the 70s at all, but I, I find that interesting. Um, his name is Agent Franklin. The only Franklin, the only other Franklin in the Marvel Universe is um, Franklin Richards, who is the child of Reed and I can't remember her first name. Um, Invisible Woman. Invisible oh, Woman. Um, fantastic. Fantastic for. Um, yeah. It's, it's not Sue. It's not Johnny. Isn't it Sue? Isn't it Sue Storm? Susan, Susan Storm. Yeah, yeah. Sue yeah. Storm. Yeah. 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 Um, Franklin is their child, but while they, I think they go off and deal with Ultron at some point in the comics, and that child, Franklin Richards, stays with Agatha Harkness. She babysits him. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Right? And, I mean, it seems like the most random of connections, but uh, he's also a mutant. And we've yep. seen lots of nods and we know lots of nods to mutants surrounding um, Wanda herself. Um, and we know now that, I think we spoke about it last week, that um, uh, Disney do have the rights to the Fantastic Four and they can do something with that. Um, so it, would be int- it wouldn't surprise me if we later on saw um, Franklin pop up in some way, form or fashion. I mean- I just looked up um, Franklin's powers and it's just it's just mental again. Oh yeah, he's, he's an Omega level um, pocket mutant. universe creation. The dude can create universes. <laughs> yeah, he's Omega level, wow. so he's up there with like Iceman and Wanda herself, and like I think they're stronger than Phoenix. I think at Omega it's, level. It's, it- 
it somehow has, I don't know if, if it's something that um that is in, will be intended in the show, but it, I don't know if answering the false field around Westview gives you powers or re- reveals your powers to you. Um, because if it's really is, if it's just a nod to Franklin Richards and that's it, they just gave him the name because that's what they do sometimes on the show and in the movies. Or if it's just him literally as an adult coming back in Westview or whatever the, the story might be. Um, that suddenly is like bang that's another superhero we've got on our hands <laughs> it's just got mm. created in front of us um yeah and again in terms of of um aesthetics like why is he wearing a um a beekeeper's outfit i don't really know i don't really get it um mm. because especially when he comes in into the what is it the 50s or 60s everything's still black and white mm. it's really odd <laughs> it's well, really yeah odd. I, I don't get that well, the, the, to me, the weirdest part about that was, yes, the beekeeper outfit was a bit weird. I thought, all right, maybe that's just how the sitcom translate that suit. Just the fact that they put bees around yeah, him. Yeah, <laughs> that's the part yeah. that I found really weird. Well, that, that's what that's why I thought. I think I think Emily had that had that thing. She was, like, oh my god, he's got flies around around here. Yeah. Like she didn't pick up on the on the bees. She's like, no, it's flies. But then, who's the lord of the flies? It's the devil. Who's the devil, Mephisto? And I was like, oh, that's Mephisto. And that's why I was like, that's why I went down this rabbit hole. Like after the episode one or two, I went. That yeah. is a reach. That that that. I've reached. I've reached I, I, I will. I will give, dude. A for imagination, man. It's yeah, like wow. But, but yeah, it could be. Could be. Yeah. All, all these are signs. Mephisto. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, do, do we feel that Disney audience is, is ready for like the actual devil to show up in the MCU? Yeah, <laughs> go on, bring it. yeah. I mean, if that's the thing, if Mephisto is the villain, he'll clearly be the villain for like the whole of phase four and potentially beyond because he's involved in so many other characters' storylines in the comics that they could pull from so many different, um, so many different characters, so many different storylines. Yeah. That involve Mephisto, like Ghost Rider. Um, yep. They could do yeah, that Ghost properly Rider, yeah. for once. Yeah. Um, he's involved in so much stuff, and I I love him as a villain just because of um, the deals that he makes with people. Like he'll go down there and he will <laughs> he will make you trade in like three limbs for your mother and stuff like that. Like <laughs> he is the most devious deal maker the, the world has ever seen, and it's amazing. It's brilliant. I love every second of it. Yeah, and and it would be awesome to see if if it is Mephisto. It would be awesome to see him interact with um, a character like Loki, mm. who yeah. is himself like a trickster, and it would be it would be just absolutely mental. So that, that's why I'm I'm really put, hoping they would be Mephisto because there's a lot yeah. of um, things you can go with other characters in terms of interaction. So I really hope that's what we're getting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I think that that's enough in terms of Easter eggs. <laughs> we, got, we got the best ones out there. Um, Right. So, so I got one in terms of theme, because we talk about Mephisto. I think there's a natural kind of segue to like, we talked about one of the themes is like witchcraft, right? It's like a a lot of the MCU has kind of been built on like technology gone wrong or like in the case of of Thanos, it's just like outer space or extraterrestrial Mm -hmm. sci-fi, right? It's like, he's like the the world's most pissed off vegan, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. It's, (laughs) and, 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 but it, it, it has rarely felt fantasy world like as in mm. magic and stuff well we know magic's there like with dr strange it, it, that's the only time we've kind of gone into that world and we got that really cool battle with with the big bad at the end of that one right um and but 
if you kind of bring it back to this episode, it feels like this next phase will have more magic involved. And by virtue of that, maybe we get mutants and so forth and we don't know, right? Um, but for me, one of the big questions around the, the witchcraft uh, element of this is that Agnes is there, she's influencing Wanda. Wanda clearly has control in this world, but the pregnancy, was that actually Wanda? Like that came up with the idea of becoming pregnant or did someone insert that idea? And what does the actual pregnancy mean, right? It's like, what will the twins mean for this world? Are they real? Are they not? Right. And, and how does that, to me, that that's one of the things that I, I'm super curious to see where it goes. I don't know what you guys think. Uh, <laughs> I don't know the pregnancy. I'm, I'm still going back and forth between, between the two theories of it. It wasn't planted in, into Wanda, you know, that was, that was willed into her or she, um, because there's still that scene with with vision where the two beds are going, you know, um, <laughs> becoming one, which exactly. uh, can you can can be interpreted in so many uh, ways. But, but um, vision can't like in, vision in, can't in the comics. He's he, he can't have kids, and the, and that's been addressed in the comics, right? Yeah, yeah. Which which is again that's which is why I'm leaning towards maybe more the uh, the kids were willed by Wanda herself, you know, and 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 put in motion by Agnes and or Dottie as Dottie is the one who's controlling everything we all agree um and you know the, uh, but my only question with the pregnancy is that what is the goal what was the what's the, the the bigger picture behind those kids um I, I, I don't have an answer I don't really know where to go with this one I keep going back and yeah. forth between no I should just ask kids because it's nice but no really it is something nasty that's gonna play out well, that that question is interesting because we we know what's going on in the sitcom. We know what's going on on the show. We know real things can go in there, yep. And we know real things can come out of there. But I I asked the question way back: like, is Wanda awake or is her body somewhere else? And this is going on in her mind. Um, now you can ask that same question of the children. You can ask the same question of Vision. Yep. We know that Vision is dead, um, but like, if he was to walk out, would he just fall to the ground? Would he still like? Has he been brought back to life, or is he dead and can only operate inside the sitcom? What happens when the bubble bursts? Basically, yeah. <laughs> that and and that's the question that we can actually ask. Of we we know who the real people are. Um, but anything that's been created in there, we we have that question mark next to. What happens if Vision leaves? What happens if the children leave? I think I think if you've seen the trailer for episode five and six, you again don't want to spoil anything. You did you see a bit of Vision? Um, yeah, but then outside, we don't. But yeah, but don't, we, that, we still don't see. know what's going to happen if exactly. he leaves. Yeah. I, I, be, be, I mean, I don't know. Should, should, should I? Oh yeah, we, I think we can just talk quickly about that, that that one scene in the trailer where you see Vision stepping outside of the field. Mm. That's it. I'm not going to say more. Um, but my question when I saw that was, oh, so let, he's talking to someone. Mm. Are these the people that are talking to him? Are they seeing him as this dead Vision that we saw for a, a couple seconds at the end of episode four? As in, like completely grey Vision? Oh, because they would have seen him for that sooner as long on as they're TV, inside yeah well as long as they're inside the as long as they're inside the bubble yeah but he, yeah he does some of the steps out 
<laughs> of the bubble. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's Wanda seeing him that way. I think that, that that's cool. trauma. Yeah, that, that's Wanda remembering what, what he actually is. And to your point, it's like they're probably the corpse is there. One of my thoughts is like, because actually when you think about it, it's like the notion of killing vision, right? It's like you can't kill a toaster. Right. And, and, and yeah. not to de- degrade vision to that level. Right. But yeah. but yeah. it's like they, they can't actually kill him. He's just turned off. He has no energy. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And we know that like she has a power. She's effectively the stone in some ways, I feel yeah. like. And she then she a- could be powering him. And that's why the mm-hmm. field is there, because then that that keeps him alive within that reality. Mm-hmm. And, and and I feel like that's ultimately why, like when we we see things that are coming up. Um, and I think this wasn't even in the promo. I think it was in the original trailer where we see them actually together battle to like mm-hmm. protect their home or something. Mm-hmm. I think they're they're trying to to protect his existence so they can continue to be together and it's all going to come being crumbling down. And that's when Wanda's going to have to take a big decision, right? It's like, do I protect this artificial reality that I've created? Do I can be with my husband versus doing the right thing? Because there's some other implication to that force field still being there that we probably don't know about. The, yeah. the, there's, there's a scene in the, the original, like the, the long trailer they released, which was the, do you remember like the, the, the season trailer yeah um where you see both of them i think it would be in episode five or six where, where they are dressed in the 80s and they're dressed mm. as um i think she's dressed as mephisto and he's dressed as this 80s vision mm. and there's one scene where they mirror each other's action so wanda is like flying through the air you know when she flies through the air she's got the two hands down with balls of yeah. energies coming out and she's got one leg up mm. and vision is matching literally the same um mm. like he's flying he doesn't fly through the air usually he's, he usually he's, he's, he's flying upright. with his hand like, yeah, upright upright with his hands mm-hmm. yeah. hands down and he's matching that same flying position so i think there she's like moving him you know yeah um, yeah um, and then and, yeah it's, it's it's the force field is a battery charger and the division is the, the that's getting power. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right, right. right. But, but then if she has the power of the stones, she can, she could potentially just recreate him in a sense. And he create him in a way that he could operate outside of the, outside yeah. of the bubble. That That's very yeah. possible. It's very much within the realms of her powers. Um, yeah. If we're to believe she's as powerful as she's in the, in the comics. Um yeah. But something that I uh, that I saw I, I I didn't read about it I saw um, in the videos is that Vision has a power that he didn't have before and that is the ability to move at super speed. Yes, he um, didn't have that power in the comics. Do, do, I've I've read that that thing and it is um, people linking it to her twin brother Pietro. To Quicksilver, right? yes, um, and. If she has given him that power now, that would lead me to believe that she has remade him and he would be able to operate outside of this bubble. Sure. So she's, she's remade him, she's given him his old powers and also given him this ability to, to move at speed. Um, I, I, I don't think it has to do with, with anything... Um... Um, how to say? How, how can I explain that? Anything to do with actual powers? I think she, because she's reimagining, reimagining things, she's trying to make that create that happy, pay, happy place. Mm. Um, and in terms of in terms of storylines, they didn't give her much time to grieve about the brother, right? Where he mm. gets shot in Ultron, and then bang, you go into the next story. Um, I think she's trying to process the death of the brother and 
vision and she's and sort of game. merged those two characters together so it's yeah. like she's confused mm. about what his powers actually are and it's like well this guy i sort of remember someone my twin brother had this power mm. and then he she applied that power to him mm. that's how it's like yeah interpret it studio interpret it yeah it's not not really anything to do with anything tangible that yeah mm. So stuff like that, she's very much in control of. And that's why I kind of brought up the, the kind of the pregnancy thing, because yeah. to certain degrees, like there's something that still got me about the moment when she becomes pregnant, where she's genuinely surprised, yeah. whereas yeah. everything else she's not surprised about yes. at all. So I feel that that was something, I think that's where the manipulation is happening, where like mm-hmm. that's very much guiding her down the path of like, we're setting you up for the most, the most traumatic loss a human being could have outside of the one you already had, which you lost your husband, it's losing your kids and they're setting her up for that. The question is why that, mm. that, 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 that needs to happen. But I think that that's what sets her off on the path that we see. Like we know that this show has some of the, the, the biggest set pieces as far as special effects that they've ever done. And based on what we're seeing right now, like it, 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 it's not happening until mm-hmm. unless they're like collapsing worlds on each other, right? Yeah. To make it a bigger set because just the, the scene isn't that big for it to be a set piece mm-hmm. that big. Like when you get in like end game, like that end set, mm-hmm. like that, those last 20 minutes are amazing, right? It's like, but yeah. you've got to build up to earn that. And this show hasn't built up enough to earn that yet. And so yeah. I'm curious, like how, how we get to that point and what that big set piece will be. It's, it's certainly going to accelerate. And, and I think, um, I think the way that we know that that's happened, obviously there is that information that we know they're going to have some of the biggest set pieces. Uh, we're moving through the decades with the sitcom. Yeah. Uh, we know we're going to get the 80s next episode. I don't know if the 90s is going to be in episode six or if it's um, like that. But essentially, if episode five is the 80s, episode six is the 90s, episode seven would be the noughties. Yeah eight would be the tens and then the nine episode nine would bring us to the modern day yeah which is when essentially (laughs) anything could happen because at that point we'll be caught up to endgame right and and in that sense all of we know all of the different things that have happened along the way with dr strange and all of the other huge set pieces and special effects that we've seen will be possible by episode nine if we follow that timeline um and i i don't think it's a mistake that it's nine episodes and not 10 um or 11 or like it brings us exactly to the current decade and they added the last episode late didn't they um the the ninth episode like it was never i think it it was was meant to be less yeah they added an extra episode in the last i think week or two they announced an extra one well um, i i think they, they they may have had eight but then realized sure. somewhere they could pivot um, use episode four as a pivot to explain a lot of things because um one of the critics have well a lot of the criticism for the first three apps is that oh it's super slow or like okay we got it it's a, it's a sitcom we go okay it's in the past okay cool um but we need to move on you know we need to it needs to be faster and, uh, to be fair I, I, I didn't understand i couldn't understand the um the, the criticism towards it because it's like well it's it's not that slow you know you've got you've got the 20 minutes long those episodes <laughs> it, it's 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 already super short so they, they, what they're doing is that they're setting you up to understand what's happening and, and set up a bunch of mysteries um i think they may have re I don't know if they recut episode four to right. do that as a pivot 
to in the middle of the season going okay that would now you know what's happening yeah. you know all the characters let's turn our attention out to something a bit that more. would make sense um and add one more episode which would be in 2000 because may, maybe we'll, we'll see but maybe they they did film only eight going through mm. eight different decades mm. i don't know so so they pulled a kanye Kanye, yeah. <laughs> release exactly. an album and continue editing while it's out there <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and and that would make sense that would make a lot of sense because um the, the only thing that i find funny about that would mean that um they weren't going to tell us anything about sword right but, yeah, it possibly. would mean they were going to leave that as a cryptic um plot point that they would return to later on um depending on how much influence they actually have over the rest of the show yeah um but yeah, no, that that would kind of make sense that they've put in this episode to explain everything and, and reshot um, reshot parts the, of it. Those maps, they explained a ton in this yeah. episode. Like we were talking about the pacing yeah. of it earlier, right? It's like, mm-hmm. it, it just tells you so much so quickly. Um, I think I, I kind of mentioned that like, like Darcy figuring things out just happens like a little mm. too quick for my taste. It's like she she immediately knows like, oh, these are waves from like the beginning of time because I see those every day because yeah. I'm super awesome astrophysicist doctor, which which is great that her character has evolved, but it's just a little too much. And and I think it's a disservice actually to her character because because it's such a good, she has such good writing in the other, so, in the other shows. Rewatching re, re it a second time, it's it. The, the one scene where it goes too quickly is what you say. It's like when she get, she gets in the building, she just picks out uh, some random instruments. Like, yeah, this is what happened. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, come on, chill. You know, you're not even sat. You're not, you're not had a coffee yet. You're just like, you know, calm down. But watching any other action past that scene from um, uh, from her, it's just, it just is actually she's going, she's discovering things as we are watching it. Yeah. Um, as in, like she's watching the episode and she has as much information as we do, and she's like, she's asking the same, asking the same questions that we are. Um, I think it's just that those first thirty seconds, that first scene when she gets in the uh, the sword um, <laughs> building, and you're like, ah, what? How do you know so much? And with so little information, you know, it's 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 not normal. But I guess I get it why they've done it that way. I understand why because they had to go through a lot of things in twenty something, twenty five minutes. Yeah. Again yep. and again, point what, what you said earlier on. It's like it should have been an hour long episode for that. I I I feel like it should have been an hour long, at least a forty five minutes one. There's so much that deserves to be analyzed and described and and figured out by the characters on the slow you know, at a slower pace. Definitely. Huh. There you go. Uh, so another one though that that's right. Yeah. I think there's a couple of ones that I want to bring up as well. Is like one thing from. Um, uh, directing and writing perspective mm-hmm. is, and this is not necessarily exclusive to this show, but one thing that I did, I, I like what the Russos did with the films. After I love that game, yeah. watch it endlessly. Uh, but one of the things that the Russos did do that was I always found a little bit annoying is that they made it only about the Avengers. Like you never got to see normal people anymore, or very rarely, really. If you compare Ultron, which is like the last Joss Whedon movie. And then when they pick up and then the Russo brothers take over the big crossovers, um, there's a very big difference where in like the age of Ultron, like you get to see real people impacted by Ultron. You get to see people on the ground having to be rescued and stuff, right? Yeah. And, and I feel like they didn't really come back to that up until maybe even like far from home to a certain degree. Um, mm. But we get to see like the like real people's lives that were impacted by the blip. 
right? It's like yeah. the impact that these has on people on the ground. If you go back to original Avengers movie, there's a lot of clips of like the, the TV spots of like newscasters, like talking about what's happening to the ground, people running, like you, you can mm-hmm. see population. And I feel that somehow this brings us back to that world in a lot of ways, where we get to see like population again, like smaller characters and their, their day-to-day interactions, like just Darcy getting hung up and like getting a coffee, right? Or just like the, and, and it t- ties back to your point, the criticism about the sitcom format it feels very pedestrian, all of it. Cool. And I'm actually kind of here for that. Like, I, I, really, I like that. Yeah. I really enjoy that, that it's not just about like, like, like Tony Stark's big ego and the things he invents. It's like, yeah, but let's take it a step down from that guys. Like there are other people where it feels more like better world building. And it's just a shame that some people aren't like connecting with that. Cause I think this does a really good job of world building. It, there's been a lot of space, um, space set up, you know, as within, as in space, space, you know, um, it, it's it's um what's the word i'm looking for i, I, I think that it's, it's nice to have it grounded back on planet earth because we are going to go back in space <laughs> so yeah. it's nice to have one last one last go on planet earth to see what, a, what, what how is that setting up the, the rest of the storyline but um it's true now you're right the, the last time you see some um some human interactions i was in like some city level action going on is other spider-man movies you know he's the one that is there's the local um superhero exactly um, and then every single other um, Avengers, yeah, Captain America could be a local superhero as well, as in he's representing the country and it's like it's rep- he's defending people. But then the rest, Iron Man is just his own that it's his own fi- fantasy world, you know. Uh, Thor is from another different galaxy. The Guardians of Galaxy again, <laughs> well, they're from everywhere. Yeah. Um, Captain Marvel, she's in between the two. Captain Marvel, so you could argue there's a lot of um, more. Not a re- not a Russo Brothers movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. yeah. It, it, yeah. Like really, in the Rooster Brothers, it's really the beginning of Endgame when they're sitting in that support circle. Mm-hmm. That's really probably the closest you get to like what this meant for the general public. Yeah, like humanity, a dose of humanity within within the, the superhero world. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a good point. Um, but really, yeah, I think I think Spider Man is the only one I can really uh, picture yeah. as a as a human friendly <laughs> yeah yeah it grounds it right so it so that's it. one things I'm, I'm like i'm enjoying about this that it's just it, it's it's super cool how they're they're building this world right um but also like the, the other question i think that comes up a lot from people that criticize the show is like yeah we get it it's it's sitcoms it's sitcoms <laughs> but i think that there's a theme around the sitcoms right it's like it's and 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 this is going to be mega rabbit hole so bear with me let's go <laughs> but uh from a, from a sitcom perspective, I actually think that the sitcoms are what pacifies Wanda. I think that's the other element that she is mm-hmm. not fully in control of in the same way the pregnancy. That it's it, it, there's a little bit, and it would be weird coming from Disney, but there's a little bit of like media just pacifies us as a population generally. Um, and that's how you keep, keep calm while something's happening in the background. Um, and, and I feel there's a little element of that. And the part that for me connected is... I, I came to the U.S. as an immigrant as well, and and my indication of what U.S. life was like uh, was based on sitcoms because like the, the the little bit of American TV we got in Honduras was all reruns of everything, right? Yeah, so yeah. I I grew up very much watching The Brady Bunch and Leave It to Beaver and when Ozzy met Harry and all this stuff. Not because I liked those shows necessarily, because that was the only thing I had on. So yeah. you when you show up, you you have this idealized notion of the US that comes apart pretty quickly, but mm-hmm. you find yourself decoding the culture through the sitcom world. 
and then and yeah. then ask yourself like does that apply or not like is that actually what it's like or not right and so coming back to like the wanda thing it's like i feel that's what keeps her almost sedated to like yeah. carry on with this mission you have to do and that's why she doesn't care about the setting and why does she like she could snap back and go back wait i want to go back to the 50s that was better i want to do that like why doesn't she do that right it's like it's progressing naturally and she's like let's sit down and watch tv yeah. right so the tv somehow there's a theme there like how it's controlling her and leading her down this path that she is somewhat in control of but not fully yeah and the there's actually an Easter egg from the very first episode, which I started watching again for some reason. Um, the calendar, which has the heart on it at the start yeah. of the first episode, the picture on the calendar is a girl sitting in front of the television and the text uh, says something like, I'm paraphrasing because I can't remember exactly what it was, but it says something like, all the girl needs is a color TV. Oh, Dude, right? that's, I did that, not notice that, yeah. And that ties directly into what you're saying, right? Like, that is her... Um, also, remembering that they don't have a television in the first episode. Yeah. True. I don't... Do Good they point. have one in the second episode? Or is it in the 70s when they get a television? Right? I can't remember. I, th- I think the second one may, may see the... I gotta go back and look at that. Yeah, yeah. I, need, I need to watch it again, but I think in the second one, there's a TV... That, 99 percent sure there's not one in the right. episode one and that that also ties into you know the adverts that we see and things like that like it the the universe in some way is pointing her towards these things it's it's no accident that they keep saying for the children and then she has children yeah. um this calendar says all a girl needs is the television which ties into your uh pacifism and then at the end of the episode of episode four uh, even though that is the end of episode three, technically, we <laughs> sit down and she says, what should we watch on TV tonight? Yeah. Right? She's gotten that TV that the girl in the calendar would have wanted. Full it's circle, man. Yeah, connects it up. Yep. And a color yep. TV at that. Talking yep. about adverts. Yep, yep, yep. This, 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 I can't remember. Was there an advert in the middle of the show? I don't think there was one, right? No, no, no. Not in this episode. Yeah, it's not, no, no because episode. it's not an episode about, it's not one division for once. It's yeah. MC. Yeah, we broke yeah. the formula, basically. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I think, I, think, I think we've done everything. I think we've covered yeah. all the basis of episode Can I four. just say, yeah. honeycombs. No. Honeycombs. I just oh, want to God. say honeycombs, 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 honeycombs. We know that the... <laughs> The shield Thanks, around guys. where they are is in the shape of a honeycomb yes. as well. Um, aim symbol is a honeycomb. Beekeeper, honey, uh, honeycombs. <laughs> um, sword say that they're, they're doing nanotech now and they are um, only, de- basically they're only dealing with technology um, yep. right now. Sen- they say sentient weapons as well. Yep. All so, aim related. Remind me what AIM is in the comics, because I actually am not too familiar with AIM. Uh, it's a technology company that um, uh, I can't remember their exact origin story, but it's it's a it's a tech based company that makes um, sentient weapons. Essentially, they make robots um, similar to Ultron, obviously, but not f- from Tony Stark. Um, it's, cre- it's created in, in, in Iron Man. Well, in, in the MCU universe, it's it's created in um, Iron Man 3 by, um, if I yeah. can remember his name. 
Oh, um, the, oh the, the, Aldrich, Aldrich, was it Aldrich Killian? Yes, yeah. Aldrich Killian uh, is the one that makes them in there. Yeah. And um, in the comics, it's Victor Von Strucker that makes them. Yes. Hydra. Uh, Strucker obviously has his ties to Wanda. Yeah. Make of all of this what you will, but <laughs> they keep popping up everywhere. Even the um, in Tyler Hayward's office, the um, there's like certificates and things on the wall, and they're on the wall in the shape of a honeycomb. Uh-huh. Honeycombs. Mm. It's some honeycombs. lost level. It's 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 like watching Lost all over again. Too many. It's like a. But honeycomb has six sides to it, right? Yeah. And then there's. Am I right? Or are there six Infinity Stones? Yeah. Or is there seven? Oh, is six. it seven? Well, six. The, 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 oh, there's oh. six, but the, there's six six Infinity Stones. But then there's there's um, a, a rumored seventh. That we've not ah. seen in the comics. I know there's seven. Ah, uh, I got it, got it, got it. Rabbit oh, hole, no. rabbit yeah. hole, <laughs> rabbit hole. Maybe AIM is is trying to get a hold of Infinity Stone power, right? Tyler, I'm telling you, Tyler, Tyler. and oh, yeah. AIM are somehow linked. That is my yeah. theory, but that guy, that guy's up to no good, without a doubt. <laughs> we all know it. We all know it. He's too, it's he, his get... hack, his hackers too perfect to be. Uh... Yeah, and why would they have stopped doing space operations if Nick Fury is in space with scrolls right now yeah, as we yeah. speak? Yeah, yeah, something there. There's yeah. something there. It, it, if if somehow that Tyler guy ends up either going to aim, but if he doesn't, my only other most satisfying solution there is that he takes a bat to a, to a fax machine. <laughs> And that would make me so happy. It would make me so happy if they did that. Stop watching Office Space. Stop watching Office Space. Uh, All right, fellas. All right, let's wrap this one up because I think we've went on for so long. Uh, It's information overload. I need breakfast. Uh, Yeah, I need dinner. Um, All right, well, (laughs) thanks everyone who's involved in episode four. So thanks, Dave or David, for dropping in one more time. Um, Honeycombs. Honeycombs. We shall be doing the same again for episode five and six, who are dropping on Friday. Um, We noticed that yesterday. Um, And we'll be watching those. We'll be re-watching those again and trying to get all caught up in Easter eggs and theories and plots and plot holes and other stuff um so yeah you've got something jc uh, yeah just just want to acknowledge that like our first crossover man it's the catching up for the nerds meets uh grit and grind crossover man it's like we got a full page like splash page the whole thing man it's a crossover. <laughs> it's a finally happened Marvel Marvel Cinematic Universe crossover. The, That's what we the universe will never be the same, fellas. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so Dave, if you want to plug your... Well, I, I was going to say your, but it's your idea. Ours, it's ours. Yeah, as I said, I do an NBA podcast. It's called the Grit and Grime podcast. Uh, we cover the NBA on a weekly basis. Uh, so jump over Catch there. We're on socials and everything else. All right. Well, okay. Thanks, uh, Dave, once again. Thank you, JC, for joining us. We'll do this all over again for episode five and six at some point next week. And that was it. Catching up with the nerds. Thanks for everyone who's been uh, subscribing to all of our social medias as well. We are on 395 
subscribers on Instagram. We'll catch, we'll get to 400, I think, by in the next couple of days, hopefully. Sure. And uh, when we get to 500, we'll pop a bottle of champagne, which we'll be drinking live or live <laughs> as we record. So that might do for a very messy, messy, messy podcast. Anyway, uh, we'll see you all in the next episode. Thank you guys for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.